The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender at MLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And we hope you're all having a great Sunday morning. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Mark Sinkris, along with Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors, owner Brian Wickert, and Chief Millennial Loan Consultant David Wickert. Now, as always, if you have a question or a comment, give us a call or just text us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. The number is always 414 799 one six twenty guys it's great to be with you good morning thank you thank you good morning and we are just full of good news here on the first uh, sunday of january uh when we were last on the air here in november rates were creeping up in fact back in the middle of november the uh the average rate reported by freddie mac was 4.98 percent if you were willing to pay a half percent in extra closing costs called points and so David Wickard is going to give us the roundup right now on where we stand here at the beginning of the new year at low overhead Acunet. So on a $200,000 loan uh, with 25% equity, all the other right stuff, 740 credit, escrowing for your taxes, 4.375% on a new 30-year fixed. The APR is 4.4 with just $995 in cost. Wow. That is a big improvement. And by the it's way, like, what's uh, do you happen to remember the payment difference between that and where you'd be if we were at four point nine nine? I did the math. You did seventy four dollars a month lower, which is better than a sharp stick in the eye. And I mean, the, that's real money. And the fifteen year back down to that lovely three point nine nine percent with just four hundred fifty dollars in cost. The APR is four oh four. All you got to do is pay for the appraisal on the 15-year. Wow, that's pretty cool. Slick. And, uh, by the way, that compares to the Freddie Mac uh, national averages last week reported at 3.99. Oh, wait, but you'd have to pay a half percent to the average lender, which is an extra 1000 bucks on a $200,000 loan. So they, yeah, a typical person is probably paying 2200 bucks on a 15-year. What would you say our uh, closing costs would be again? On the 15-year? Yeah. 450 bucks. Okay, what else you got to say, Dave? On uh, cash out, so if you wanted to maybe consolidate a, your first mortgage with a heat lock that you took out to do your kitchen remodel last year okay we could deliver 4.625 percent on a new 30 year and it's for sure lower than the rate on your prime tied heloc your prime indexed heloc yeah, because the APR is 4.65 that's just with 450 dollars in cost and uh just by the way the reason why the prime rate keeps going up is if in case you fell asleep during december the federal reserve did their fourth interest rate hike yeah bringing the prime rate to, is it 5.5 now? 5.5%. Mm-hmm. So even if you've got a teaser rate for a little while that's, you know, one under. Or... I don't, have you seen many teaser rates? Yeah, a few, okay. a few. I am reminded since the last time we were on the air that nobody knows anything. Because if you knew in November that rates were going to slide down as they have, you would already own your own Caribbean island. That's right. And so... Yeah, so this was out of the blue. And yeah. what, what's the proximate cause, David, of the drop in interest rates? Good question. I know the answer. You do? It's the huge drop in the stock market. Well, Yeah, it is. It okay. is because the big investors pull their money out, out of, of stocks. Okay. And what do they buy? They buy United States treasuries and they buy bundles of mortgages called mortgage-backed securities. 
And when you have money chasing an interest-bearing asset, it drives down the rate. Correct. All right, so that's the reason. It's just supply and demand. It's true. All right, so speaking of that and rates and everything, I cannot get away from the nation's largest home lender, Quicken Loans, and their rate shield offering that Jay Farner, their CEO, is talking about all the time on their TV and radio ads. And now when I'm pumping gas... Yeah, I uh, you know it's like every time uh, for the few short minutes I'm pumping gas, I I got to hear them, and so that pitch on Rachel, which is a trademark uh, service of, uh, of Rock Holdings, yeah, Rock Holdings, blah blah blah. What they're saying is, hey, we've got your back. We're gonna lock in your rate while you shop for a home, and then once you find a home, we'll give you the lower of that originally locked in rate or the then lower rate. Now, mm. Mark, do you remember that I got pre-approved by Quicken? I re- I fall. remember that whole that was the most interesting story, but it did take a while, Thank didn't you. it? You spent some nights. It at did the computer. take a while. <laughs> it was not instant, but I have my rate shield rate lock here in my pocket. Mm. Uh, this is for a conforming loan amount, meaning it was under four hundred and fifty-three thousand dollars at the time. Oh yeah, it's what's been, the new Fannie it's, Mae? It's, yeah, it's, it's been so long that we yeah. have a new Fannie Mae maximum loan amount, which is four eighty-four three fifty. I don't know how they come up with that number. I do. I'll tell you. Four eighty four three fifty. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, so it was for a conforming loan amount. And get this. All right. So what did you just say our interest rate was, David? Four three seven five. Okay. APR four point four. And we would have given anybody who was applying for the same loan I was, except we don't lend it in Arizona. At the time, I locked in my Quicken Loans rate shield rate mm. back in October. I got the awesome rate of Are you ready? Five point two five. Ooh, with a thousand dollars in gotcha fees, mm. underwriting, loan processing, and all that kind of stuff. Now I didn't have to pay any points, but I kind of had to fight for that. Huh. So I just called up this last week to my loan officer, who's a very pleasant young lady, and I said, "Hey, I'm thinking about writing an offer now in Phoenix. Uh, what would my rate be?" Couldn't tell me. I'm sorry, Wait, I can't. Wouldn't. Well, according to her, she could not access a rate to give me now. Unless I had an accepted offer, and she plugged it into the computer system, and then the computer system would... That is just... Baloney. Malarkey, yeah, baloney. Like, really? You can't quote me a rate right now? I mean, so that is... So mm. So the whole upshot that I'm trying to tell you is, it's a great offer, except for one thing. The rate that they're going to lock in for you is horrible. Mm. And then who knows whether it's really going to go down. Now, remember, I also paid them 500 bucks. Uh, for the privilege. That's the other thing when they say... Wasn't that an appraisal deposit? Ah, allegedly. Hmm. That's right. A very far in advance appraisal deposit. Yeah. And this is one of the things that they don't mention in their ads. This comes under the category of additional restrictions apply. All right. So when we come back uh, from this first break, I've got a little update for you on home sales and also the forecasts uh, from Fannie Mae and the National Association of Realtors on interest rates and home sales for 2019, and a big surprise when it comes to condo sales in southeastern Wisconsin when we come back. Okay, and you're listening to the Accurate Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And we are with Brian Wickert and David Wickert of Acunet Mortgage and Realty. And I think we're moving on to condos here, right, guys? 
Well, yep, I've got the condo and single-family home numbers, the most recent for the five-county Milwaukee metro area. And the big surprise here is that in November, 301 condos changed hands with the help of a real estate agent, which is 44 more, or are you ready, 17% higher than in November 2017. By the way, October condo sales were up 7% compared to October the year earlier. Hmm. Yeah, that's a, I mean that's that's big. Uh, median sales price was up eighteen thousand four hundred in November to one seventy nine nine hundred. That's up eleven percent from a year earlier. Uh, listings in November were up a whopping twenty two percent compared to a year earlier. There were two hundred and thirty eight new condos that came on the market in November. Now over on the single family home side, so just remember what did I say there was in sales, David, of condos? Were you listening? Three hundred. Three hundred more. more. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Seventeen percent more. That's right. Single-family homes, 1,335. So about a four-to-one ratio. Total. Total, yeah. So 1,335 single-family detached homes sold in the five-county area. That's only five fewer than November of 17. I'm calling that a wash. Median price was up 7%, up to $220,000. And by the way, just to remind everybody, of the difference between the five counties, Milwaukee County had 599 sales, Waukesha 342, Racine 197, Washington County 113, and Ozaki only 84. Hmm. So that's the relative, you know, kind of Size. population density. By the way, median prices in each of those counties, Milwaukee is 160,000, Waukesha 300,000 median price, Racine 180. I was surprised at this. Washington County, median price in November was 264000 You can build a lot of house up in Washington County. I guess so. And Ozaki was uh, 285500 New listings in, of single-family homes in the entire five-county area were up 5.7% in November. Uh, so another 1,225 homes came on the market in November. So all in all, I think that's a pretty positive you know picture when it comes to that now i was lucky enough to be asked to be on the wbbm news radio 780 that's chicago's news station mm. um, a week ago on their noon business hour because they wanted to talk about the forecast for real estate and mortgages and, and how terrible it's going to oh, be they were all set up Horrendous. to say oh terrible the sky is falling and the reason is that the national media is talking that way even the National Association of Coastal Realtors, Media. Yeah, that's exactly right. So the, the point that I made on that appearance and that I want to make to all of our listeners as well, there's no national real estate market. There's not even a southeastern Wisconsin real estate market. Seriously. It is all very localized both by geography and also by price range. And so I think the same thing is going to hold true in 2019 as did in 2018. And we're up against another break, so I guess I'll talk about that briefly. And then we've also got some excellent instructive stories from the front lines of mortgage lending and real estate when we come back. And you're listening to the Accident Mortgage and Realty Show right here on WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. And we are back with uh, Brian and David. And you guys have got some great stories to share with the listeners at this point, huh? Yeah, absolutely. So despite all this kind of hand-wringing in the national media about the home market going to heck in a handbasket, uh, our own experience is that there's still a lot of people out there 
shopping for homes mm-hmm. and you know putting deal to, deals together and david you just made a comment right before we came back that well demographics are destiny so millennials continue to age into a, a bracket where they want to buy a house and so that's another reason why 2019 and probably 2020 and 2021 are going to be strong home buying years because yep. there's this 80 million dollar co 80 million person, person cohort who continues to grow up and want to buy a house. Want to buy a house, exactly. So uh, Fannie Mae, by the way, and also the National Association of Realtors are calling for the number of homes t- sold in 2019 to be the same as 2018. So I'll stick with that as my baseline forecast. And then home price appreciation, National Association is, of Realtors is calling for 2.5% increase in home prices, up to a median uh, sales price of 265 for a used home. And Fannie Mae is thinking it's going to go up uh, 4.7%. So whatever. It's going to be not as rapid an appreciation and about the same number. Again, I think for the reason you pointed out. So I've got a story about a first-time home buyer. And uh, this person... Um, are they in the demographic we just described? Yes, they are millennials, sir. And, and so they went out shopping with a pre-approval from their bank... Uh, for buying a home with 3% down on an adjustable rate mortgage. Now, apparently the bank doesn't offer 3% down on a 30-year fix for some reason. And I find this strange, David. You tell me if you find this strange. The seller objected to the fact that their financing was an arm. They didn't object to the fact that it was 3% down. They're like, ah, 3% down on an adjustable rate mortgage? We don't want that. Come back and give us a pre-approval letter that says fixed rate. 3% 3% down. Does that strike you as funny? Only if the seller was thought that arm means special or odd bad for financing. Yeah, maybe. All right, well, anyway, so so the buyer quickly got a fixed rate 3% pre-approval from the real estate agent's affiliated mortgage lender. So mm. great. And they got the offer accepted. That's allowed? Real estate companies can have affiliated mortgage companies? Absolutely, and title companies, too. All right, so, then, so they got the, the offer accepted, but then the buyer's employer... Uh, who does a lot of radio advertising, just like Akinet, called me up personally and said, can you please talk to my employee because, you know, I hear your ads all the time. I was just on your website, and I think the rate he's being quoted by the realtor's lender is high compared to what you're showing on your website. I said, sure. Actually, it was a voicemail. So I called back. Guy answered the phone right away, actually the employee, because I'm sure he had caller ID, and said, oh, this is Accident Mortgage. This is the guy I want to talk oh, to. Okay. He answered the phone. So we immediately hopped on a go-to meeting session. What is that, David? Where they can see your computer screen That's as right. you navigate. That's right. And so then we started to tee up different scenarios for him at 3% down on a 30-year fixed rate. Uh, you know, different rate and and closing cost options. Completely different than the uh, guys with the rocket who said, I can't tell you that. I can't tell you the rate. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't tell you that. Well, we'll show it to you. That's right. We're showing it to you. And then we're also educating the home buyer who has no idea, unless they've worked with Acunet on their pre-approval, because we would do this at the beginning of the process. Mm -hmm. We're showing them, hey, here's your down payment, but wait, there's more. Mm -hmm. You know, here are your various closing costs that you're going to pay. And then also, here's what you got to set aside for the upcoming taxes, property taxes that are going to be. Oh, yeah, don't forget about your um, uh, first year of homeowner's insurance. That's yeah. going to be due. So, you know, we're coming down to an actual number. So instead of 6000 something, because it was a little over $200,000 home, so it would be $6,300 was the down payment. It's like, even though you're paying no points, you still need $10,000. There are other construction materials for your mortgage. That's right. Yes, yes, there are other things that go into the soup. 
So he really, really liked that because the guy's kind of uh, meticulous and yeah. very detail-oriented. So then he says, well, let's look at 5% down. Yeah, okay, so we fire up the 5% down stuff. And it turns out, much to my surprise and delight, that he actually has enough money for a 5% down payment, oh. which he was leaning towards. Uh, but then as we kind of went through the numbers and had further discussion, I pointed out that, you know, instead of plunking down that extra $4,100 to get to 5%, which was his kind of natural inkling that he wanted to do, he shared, or I saw on the credit report, his wife had a rather large student loan. What's the rate on that student loan, sir? Mm. Well, 6.8%. So why would you want to take $4,100 and reduce debt that's only costing you 4.25%? Yeah. Uh, when you could use that money to pay down debt that's costing you 6.8. Aha, so that resonated with him. But here's the kicker. Had he come to us first you know, and done a rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval, we would have not only verified his credit, we would have verified his income and his down payment and given that seller a lot more confidence mm-hmm. to accept that offer right out of the gates. So uh, luckily for him, He's got an accepted offer, and we'll be closing in February. Yeah. And we're glad to have him on, on board. All right, when we come back here after the news, uh, I've got another really interesting story about somebody buying a home using proceeds from her ex-husband's retirement account. And we're going to cover just how mm, dangerous that can be relative to income taxes. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. We are back with Brian and David. And before you left for the break, uh, you can share a story about an interesting financial arrangement involving a spouse's uh, previous uh, financial backing, huh? Yeah, ex-spouse. Right, right, right. So when you, when you get divorced, you know, you kind of have to settle things up. Uh, on, on your asset side of matters. And so in this particular case, our home buyer uh, was going to be receiving a very large sum of money from her ex-spouse's 401k. And this has a special acronym, uh, and people pronounce it QUADRO because it uh, stands for Qualified Domestic Relations Order, a Q-D-R-O. Not in car by Audi. <laughs> right, not a quattro. I had one of those ones. Yeah. Anyway, um, so when you get a quadro distribution, the good news is you don't have to pay the 10% penalty that would normally go along with taking money out of a retirement account. Liquidating. Liquidating, yeah, out of a retirement account um, if you're under age 59 and a half, which this person is not. And, and so that's the good news. The bad news is you have to pay what, David? Income tax. Yeah, income tax. And the other bad news, well, in this particular client's case, her inclination when she was introduced to us by her real estate agent was that she wanted to put about half down on a $350,000 home. So she was going to pull out uh, $175,000 roughly. But in order to do that, you have to pull out a lot more. And and so I am just looked up again because we had this conversation about a month ago. She wants one seven. In her first example, she wanted one seventy five for the down payment. But you're saying, well, you got to pull out more than that to cover your tax bill. That's correct. Oof. That's correct. And so it just so happened, and then all that money that the larger amount divide one hundred and seventy by point seven once. Okay. Tell me what that number one hundred seventy five by point seven. All that money that you took out two fifty two fifty. 
So all of a sudden, that gets added to your income for that year. So plus, suddenly you made a lot of money. Right. Plus, plus you know, her ordinary job, let's say, pull a number, she's making $50,000 at her job. All of a sudden, you have $300,000 of income that year. Wow. Uh, and for a single person, any uh, dollar amount that you make over 157500 gets taxed at 32%. Ouch. All right. So, so I'm like, you know, ma'am, uh, you really need to talk to your tax advisor. And let's talk about shrinking this, you know, because you're going to have one awful tax bite. So step number one was, she, you know, she's open-minded and she, oh, that, that is bad. She just hadn't thought of it. People yeah. only know what they know. Yeah. And she was like emotionally ready to pay the tax because she really needed, wanted this house. But she hadn't really put a pencil to paper or understood how awful that would be. All right. So um, because she was willing to put 50% down, though, and really wanted to buy this house and she would have the money, we decided that's how she would write the offer with 50% down. Why? Because just like we were talking. Because she can. With the other, uh, with the 3% down buyer, I would have coached him to write the offer with 5% down because he had the assets. Right. Because 5% looks better than 3. Yep. 50% looks a lot better than 20 right. to the seller. Right. Even though... And then what we were really debating about, David and Mark, was should she put 25% down or 20? And she really, really wanted to put 25% down instead of 20, which then later on, I did the math for her, and just that extra 5% down, which was $17,500, would have cost her, are you ready, $7,770 of additional income tax. That's not worth it. And so, much to my delight, I sent her this long email explaining that as we we're kind of coming, getting ready to close. I'm like, no, you just one more time. I want to explain to you how you are about to light $7,770 on fire. Could you please check this math that I'm doing for you with your tax advisor? Yeah. And sure enough, she decided, now we're going to go with the 20% down. Whew. Uh, so, so that just, folks, and, and there is, I got another story that we'll come back to after this break, people are way too willing to pull on the retirement money lever, uh, in my opinion, and the opinion of a lot of financial advisors when it comes to down payment on a home. I've got another story about that when we come back. Important home buying questions and answers you can count on. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And we're back with Brian and David. And, guys, the stories just keep getting better. Yes, and David reminded me of something else uh, relative to the divorce situation that we were just talking about. David, you want to ask me that question? Or well, there's the, yeah, the, well, the judge signs off on you will be getting X dollars from your spouse's 401K. And then the money has to arrive somewhere. And That's what right. is the timing and sequence of, you know, lopping it off as 401k and it arriving in her checking account? That's right. So how long does it take to get quadro money? So fortunately for this client, and I just forgot about it until David reminded me, because we started this uh, back in November, I think, uh, getting, you know, kind of pre-approved and, all right, let's, let's get things teed up. Where's the money coming from? Oh, a quadro. So it's not the first time I dealt with the quadro and so i was the guy who raised the topic and said please start researching right now because the divorce didn't happen until december and so exactly how many days hours and minutes is it going to take and so luckily this our client is super capable and she is on it 
and very proactive. Um, and by the way, the closing is going to take place here in mid-January. So we start counting out, you know, the days. Well, how long do they say? Oh, well, that's right, in the holidays. And so we had to help her and her agent construct the offer in such a way that it was contingent upon her receipt of the actual retirement funds, which is going to be really close. Which, to say it another way, gave her a contractual way to get out of buying the house That's right. if she did not get the quadro money on time. That's correct. And and uh, so that was important. Now, it, we're getting down to it here, and so it turns out, again, did we mention ever on this show, Mark, that details matter? Every week, absolutely every week. <laughs> every week. Okay, so now it's literally down to, and I'm kind of talking to her now this last week, or actually I think it was the week before. Are you going to get a check, a paper check, from the 401k plan administrator, or is <laughs> it going to be wired? Mm. The answer is it's going to be a check. Wow. Oh, awesome. Now you have to deposit that paper check in your bank account. With a six-figure check. That's right, and it's a check that... And she banks with an out-of-town, let's call it internet lender, no local branch. So when she gets that check via overnight, she has to overnight the check to her bank. And then banks just don't say, oh, that 100000 or is going to be immediately available. They want it to clear. Right. So it's like, okay, now we're looking at the calendar. It's like, okay, if you get it on this day and then you overnight it. Hopefully having properly endorsed it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure she's very detailed. I know, I'm just saying. Imagine if they had to send the check back. Try again. And then this crazy out-of-town bank will only wire $50,000 out of the account per day. And we need like seventy five for closing, <laughs> so she's going to have to. So it's going to be tight, but we're you know trying to help her manage that process, and it'll all come together. But these are the kind of details that I think a hundred and two percent of other lenders just hope it turns out okay. Yeah, uh, maybe fifty percent. I don't know. But this mark, this is the big advantage of dealing with a medium sized company like Acunet where, you know, I've trained all the loan consultants, and David helps manage them, and we are highly attuned to these critical details. All right, well, speaking of details, we've got another client referred to us by their financial advisor, and in this case, retired people mm. with substantial assets. Can you, can you buy a house if you're retired? If you have the right lineup of assets. Oh. Okay. Mm. But this one was a little strange, David, because the person's substantial assets were not in a retirement account. They were in a non-retirement account. account. So the first interesting thing was their proclivity was to pay cash, which is like $250,000 for this condo, which then would have a material effect on their future ability to live in retirement. Even though they wouldn't have a mortgage payment, they're kind of robbing their Nested. engine of yeah. growth, right? Right, because, and I think this person's in their early sixties. They're probably going to live to be ninety. Mm. Yes. So you need a lot of money. Now it turns out that the actual qualifying income for this particular person came from the sale of his business, because we can use installment. Uh, a lot of times when you sell a business, you get a note, meaning hey, I'm not going to pay you all this money up front. I'm going to pay you this much money over time. And the key is that you have to have at least three years remaining on that note income <laughs> to use as qualifying. And luckily, this person has four, all right? So that worked out 
fine. Yeah. But the whole objective of the game, uh, uh, from the financial advisor's standpoint and ours, and I agree with this, is don't rob yourself of your future engine that you need to sustain your retirement. And in this particular fellow's case, after your note income stops, right? You know, you're going to be living on that lump. And so the, the, the tool that we use in these cases is a 15-year fixed-rate mortgage. And I'll tell you why when we come back after this. Find a place to call home without the headache. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And we're back with Brian and David. Gentlemen? Talking about a retired couple. Uh, who sold their their big home a couple years ago had been renting. Now they want to buy a single story condo, and it's a lovely condo. And uh, and so the the task here was that the buyer wanted to pay cash and reduce their assets by a substantial amount because we're talking about a two hundred fifty thousand dollar or so condo. And so the financial advisor um, recommended <laughs> that hey man, you know why don't wait you, why don't you mortgage do that because. Mortgage money is relatively cheap and fixed. I mean, and right, and, we're we're doing a fixed rate, and right. so really, there's the a known entity. The financial advisor only has to beat the interest rate on the mortgage, okay? But then, what what I often recommend for people that kind of have this urge to pay all cash is a 15 year fixed rate mortgage. And why is that, David? Why do I? Because over a majority of the monthly payment is going toward principal. That's right. So a 15 year fixed rate reduces the, quote, evil thing that they're trying to avoid, the interest, and allows them to feel good. I think the first payment is 56% interest in the, I'm sorry, principal. More than half of your very first payment goes towards principal on a 15-year sure. fix. So it's like, hey, man, instead of plunking down the whole thing right away, we're going to still have you make a really nice, hefty uh, principal payments, you know, right, right out of the gates. Right. But now all your financial advisor has to do is kind of beat the cost of the interest, which is an even lower bar then if we, if we frame the question that way yeah so um so this person is is proceeding uh, on that basis and we're going to be closing that loan uh, i think uh, a week from you even tomorrow. made that same comment to uh, a senior executive who had inquired with us this week as well just on uh, you know he's not retired yet yeah, right but it's still it's like hey man you're 45 you could really put that money to use somewhere else if you wanted to rather than in the stuck in the two by fours in your house yep that's right and so the way i have that conversation a lot of times i said if the interest rate was zero on the loan sir would you pay it off in a hurry and then they usually chuckle oh no i haven't heard you say that oh you haven't okay. no well that's a good line okay yeah, because it's true if it was zero would you ever pay your mortgage off faster no well, okay, what about 1%? Well, no, I could get a better return on that. You know, so then it's just a matter of, you know, we offered this gentleman that you were mentioning 3.875 on a 15-year fix. It's yeah. like, okay, can your investment advisor beat 3.875 on a rate of return over 15 years? I hope so. Yeah, you hope so. I mean, now people may not feel like it this last month when they've gotten battered about. What do you mean? It's a buying opportunity. I like the way you're talking. It's like walking into Kohl's. You know, everything's on discount. That's right. So, um, so David, you have a situation going on that you mentioned to me this morning about the our buyers yeah. are all ready to buy this house, and now the seller is getting cold feet. Yeah, it was. You know, it's a conversation because never forget humans are involved with. <laughs> 
buying and selling yeah, a home. Yeah. And so um, our buyers had uh, written an offer on this home, and the sellers had kind of gotten cold feet maybe the first time around. Yeah. Maybe came back a week later uh-huh. and uh, offered, re-engaged with our buyer to understand, like, hey, we're okay, we do want to sell. Okay. Lo and behold, a competing offer also uh, appears that that always during happens, that time. Yeah. So, but our buyers went out. And we begin the normal process of, you know, hey, they did an inspection, came back clean. We had an appraisal done on the property. They can't, that came back at a, a price to support the transaction. And what do you know? On Friday, we delivered loan commitment a week ahead of time. Okay. On uh, from what was on their financing their contract. Yeah, their contingency. And then the real estate agent uh, shoots a, a note over to Tim, who's the loan consultant okay. on this uh, for these folks saying the sellers, they don't really want to sell anymore. Okay, which happens. Not very often, to, I would say. But. To which we kind of all looked around in the office and we said to ourselves, well, they kind of don't have a choice Correct. So you and I were point. talking about this you know, before we went on the air, and as you correctly pointed out, David, nobody, it's not like they're going to get the sheriff to come and march them out of the house. Right. That is not really what's going to happen. But by the same token... I think a lot of people who enter into real estate contracts, both buyers and sellers. Emphasis on the word contract. contract, They incorrectly assume that their only liability is the earnest money. And and so, you know, I'm sure these sellers are thinking, well, we'll give them the earnest money back and everything will be fine. Well, you know, the contract says. No, because they want the house. That's right. That, you know, what's going to happen or what could happen is that the buyers in this case would go to circuit court in whatever county this is, Washington, Milwaukee, Waukesha, whatever it is, they would go to court and and they would sue the seller for what's called specific performance. In other words, hey, you signed this contract, you've got to live up to it. And yeah. So they would try to get the judge to order the people to follow through on the contract. Well, now, if they really don't want to do that, then it's going to come down to damages and some sort of a negotiated settlement. For breach of contract. That's right. And so what happens on the other side of the coin, you know, most buyers, I would tell you, think that, well, if I just want to get out of the deal because I don't like the house anymore, they'll just keep my earnest money, right? Absolutely not. The seller can also go to court, and this doesn't happen. In fact, I don't know if I've ever really seen it happen. Yeah. You sue for specific performance, meaning I'm going to make you buy my house. That's just kind of a negotiating tactic. Mm. And and then you end up settling for some dollar amount uh, that can be much greater than the earnest money. For example, if they had to sell the house for less. Well, I'm happy to say that it's been fun to be back on the radio. I missed it. And so the good news is we're going to get to be back again next week at the same time. So the messages are, hey, rates are down. Mm. The market's good. Let's help you get pre-approved with Acunet's one-of-a-kind rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval, and you can do that by clicking on the blue button at accunet.com. We'll see you here again next week, Mark. It's a pleasure, gentlemen. As always, great to be back with you as well. WTMJ News Time is 1059.